Are you listening to the award-winning CBJRadio.com yet? 28 different shows, over 55 hours of new programming every week. Shows range from hip-hop, to rock, to all independent artists, to hair rock, a Friday night request show and many more. Get yourself a CBJ Radio t-shirt and make CBJRadio.com the only internet radio station you listen to. All my friends, all my friends, all my friends with Justin Flaskerud. All my friends, all my friends, all my friends with Justin Flaskerud. Hello friends, how you doing? It's been a long, long time since my last episode. I hope your 2023 is going very well so far. Now folks, I'm a huge football fan and it's the second round of the NFL playoffs this weekend and I am excited. I'm a huge San Francisco 49er fan and they have won 11 in a row and are playing very well right now. They play the Dallas Cowboys this weekend and my sister, my brother-in-law and two of my best friends are Cowboys fans. So it's a bit of civil war going on right now. So far, just my older sister and I have talked a little smack to each other. Now, I try not to talk too much trash because, well, my team could lose, and that's a lot of crow to eat. Now, are you a passionate sports fan like me? Do losses eat at you even though you really have no control over the game? I have some friends that are not sports fans at all. And I tell them all the time that I'd probably live longer if I wasn't a sports fan like them. Now, today's guest is Jenna Mesmer. I have met so many great and interesting people as a DJ, and Jenna was one of them. I am sure she served me many Jack and Diet pictures at Lovejoy's when she worked there. And we also connected back then a bit through her growing up in New Jersey and me living in New York for a couple of years, I am sure we both knew people just like the people on Jersey Shore. All right, folks, let's get to the interview. I was born in Morristown, New Jersey. Lived there until I was about eight years old and then moved to Cheyenne, Wyoming and lived there until I went to Laramie for school. So do you have memories of New Jersey then? Very like glimmers of New Jersey, you know, like my first, like my childhood trauma, (laughs) like my first, you know, but like, it's not even, it's not even that bad. You know, it's just, you know, those like first like memories of like, oh. Like, this is a big deal moment. Yeah. Um, or just like what my house was like, what my room was like, um, family gatherings, nothing like too okay. substantial. So are, are your parents like native New Jerseyans? My dad is. My dad grew up in East Orange, New Jersey, right outside of Newark. Um, in a very Italian-American uh-huh. neighborhood. He's 100% Italian-American, second generation. Um, and then my mom actually grew up in Laramie and that's where they met. Um, so they met in Laramie. So did they mm-hmm. go to the, go to the university of Wyoming then? Yeah. Yeah. My dad, um, went to Vietnam and after that, he actually, it's a funny story. He, before he went to Vietnam, he was working on wall street just as like a runner and then he moved to Powell, Wyoming, because he always had a fascination with cowboys like big okay, John Wayne. Okay. So he moved to Powell to go to the community college there, and he hated it so much, he tried to hitchhike home to New Jersey. And he ended up going back to New Jersey and then entered um, the Army and okay. went to the Vietnam War. Spent, I think, a year in Vietnam and two years in Germany. And then he came back and decided to give Wyoming another try and went to Laramie for school. Yeah. Uh, your dad enlisted. My dad was drafted to the Vietnam war. Um, oh yeah. Probably no, very different views of, 
um vietnam maybe i don't know my dad growing up was was very anti-military because he got drafted um yeah but uh, 10 years ago maybe less he started going to va maybe more but he got hearing aids and he wears them like a badge of honor he's like when they blow up things around you yeah and i'm like and that just led to (laughs) him reconnecting with his unit him having kind of this whole different view on vietnam but i mean growing up he was like if there's ever a draft you're canadian or you're canadian you're not going to go down yeah you're canadian okay and uh, (laughs) he's like if you need the money you know we'll figure it out or whatever you need money and stuff and i was like never had to go that route um respect the military and all that um and everything and they've taken my dad in the last 10 years so um it's it's been nice he's he's also gotten some like psd therapy and mm-hmm. uh he's a different dude like it's yeah. cool um yeah I, yeah, know, it's wild. yeah and then and, and they're of a generation where you know there isn't a lot of sharing and talking about feelings and stuff so now when he starts to i'm like oh it catches me off guard um but i <laughs> but i take it in i like it and everything um uh, mm-hmm. you um so oh, yeah. parents met in in laramie mm-hmm. yeah finish up school they both finish up school and then we're like hey your dad's like i'm taking us back to jersey no not oh. quite that okay level of a movement more okay. like my mom my dad by that point was like 27 i think okay. they're like how old are they're like seven years apart okay so my mom um i think she was going to university of wyoming this was like a different era. It was oh, like yeah. 19, the early seventies. Okay. Um, so I think she was going to the university of Wyoming for like secretary school. And then she ended up dropping out and they got married. And um, then they moved to California for a little while and lived with my aunt and uncle in San Jose. I feel like they lived somewhere else for a hot second too. And then they ended up moving to New Jersey and and lived there for like 20 years uh, um yeah. they waited a while to have kids yeah um are speaking of kids are are you an only child siblings how many i have a sister i have an older sister she's five years older than me and uh, and that's it as far as siblings go um so growing up thick as thieves sisters or um was she like mm-hmm. hated little sister you know, uh, uh, there were times growing up that we were like, definitely oil and water. There are definitely moments of of heat, um, <laughs> but it was just the two of us. So it's kind of like for a while. I mean, I feel like still it's like us against them, like okay. my mom and dad anyway. Um, but we've gone through, you know, like highs and lows of being together and not, and like we lived together for a little while about seven or eight years ago. Um, and it was okay. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm glad that we're not living together. Yeah. Anymore. Oh yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, like we're, we're cool. We're good. Yeah. I have three sisters. I'm the only boy. Um, are you the youngest? No, when, when my parents got divorced when I was like six, okay. um, and then they met like my step parents, and they've been married. My step, whoa, hit my mic. They met my step parents, uh, like not too far after they gotten divorced, and and they've been with my step parents longer than I've known them as my, you know, with my parents. And uh, so I have a stepsister. I'm an older sister, six years older than me, and then my stepsister's three. I think it's three. And then my younger sister is 11 years younger than me. And uh, that's is my, she your half sister then? Your yeah, it's my, my mom and, and my stepdads. I it's, I hardly ever say half sister. But then people are like, you don't look like your dad when they think of my stepdad. And I'm like, no, mm-hmm. no, I don't. My little sister does, but I don't. Um, <laughs> like, oh. And so they're like, oh, yeah, I can see. And then I show them a picture of my dad. And they're like, oh, yeah, you're his son. You're definitely... His son, I look a ton like my dad, sound like my dad um, mm. to the day and everything. Uh, so it, I was only boy, which I got insight to you women 
and uh, not to say I know anything about women, I'll never make that mistake. Um, but I got insight, and and I used to like when my friends would treat women a certain way. I'd be like, "You don't have any sisters, do you?" And they'd be like, "No," and I'm like, <laughs> "Yeah, they don't like that." By the way, yeah, you got leg up because you. Yeah, I mean, and three sisters—that's a whole oh, yeah. bunch of different kinds of personalities too, different yeah. breeds of women. I'm sure. Oh so. yeah, my my older sister and I growing up. You know, thick as thieves, six years apart. She probably spoke for me for the longest part of my life. Um, everybody thought we were the perfect brother sister, uh, in public, but behind the scenes, she's kicking my butt. Um, yeah, it, she'd sit on my my shoulders and like do the typewriter and drool and oh yeah, some memories. <laughs> and uh uh so like I didn't do that with my sister that's eleven years younger than me. We're pretty close too, um, because like growing up and to the day, I was like, kind of made her a jock. Like, mm-hmm. she's a 49ers fan. She likes sports. Like, we were playing, we played basketball. I wasn't, you know, it wasn't a competition. It was a learning situation. And, and so I, I'm sometimes I'm like, I'm in a, like, I'm a parent to her. And yeah, uh, she lived cool. with us for a little bit. Um, she lived in Florida for a while, kind of had life, came back to Laramie and lived with us. And like you, I say, I'm glad she doesn't live with us anymore. And, you know, we got along. All right. Um, there were a few times and I'm a guy that's really hard to push my buttons and she got me a few times. And so, uh, it's tough when people who know your buttons so well, yeah, Yeah. it's easy for them to reach them. Yeah. I always it's one of my i was mad at something and i was yelling at her and then i go and quit flipping my glasses upside down when you put them away like just something that was bothering me because i always had them up not upside Mm -hmm. down and uh and i just laugh about it to the day because i'm like where did that come from i think i was putting glasses away and i was like and quit you know stop changing my house like (laughs) i was staying here God, we can look out for you, but this is mm-hmm. our house. Please, please respect. But uh, yeah, now like my older sister lives in Texas, been in Dallas for a long time. My little sister lives in Las Vegas where my mom and stepdad live. My stepsister lives out in Washington, which is not too far away from my dad and stepmom. So we're spread out. Like there's not a lot of like, Washington. Um, Camas, Washington. I think I know where that is. That's right on the Columbia River. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I'm in Washington now, too. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Whereabouts? Uh, right outside of Tacoma um, oh. in Gig Harbor. Okay. Yeah. My mom grew up on at Lake Chelan, which is central Washington. Um, cool. My dad was closer, I think, to Seattle, Maple Valley. Um, I'm more familiar with that. Yeah. Yeah pretty out there uh, yeah they met at central washington mm, okay uh, after he had gone to vietnam um and i'm always like how'd they meet because there's just such different people i'm glad they do did meet because i got me and yeah, exactly. i'm like um but otherwise i'm like i don't it, the 70s like you said the seven it was a different time it was definitely sure. a different time well, my parents met at a kegger in Laramie, so it's not that different of the time. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. I mean, I'm sure you know. that is probably equivalent my parents' meeting, and <laughs> I never got the full details of like where in the initial spot. Um, I know mm-hmm. both, they both say we were going to college together there, and so I was like, "All right, that makes sense." You're both from Washington, and then they ended up moving to Oregon because my dad became a teacher and he had his first teaching job. And so I came along 1974, Gresham, Oregon is where I'm originally from, moved to Laramie when I was 13. So like culture shock to oh, yeah. 13 <laughs> was the worst. Was sure. the worst. I'm shocked I live in Laramie now, how much <laughs> I, I hated it back then. But yeah. I know when I, I moved back, not to, like 20 years ago, I was like, oh, I'm only going to be in Laramie for five years. And then I'm moving on back to the, you know, Pacific Northwest. Still here, follow job, you know, got a good girlfriend, yeah. own house, all that stuff. So I was like, yeah, I try to do stuff that I didn't do 
when I was like grown up here and such. And uh, okay, so grown up, Jersey, you and your sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what were you into as a kid? Were you good in school, athletics? Uh, not really, no. I was actually pretty terrible at athletics. Like I would try to, to be like, gosh, I remember one year I played basketball in like, I think we could start playing basketball in like fifth grade. And I was confused which net was ours and like <laughs> ran towards the opposite net. And that was like the day where I was like, okay, basketball's obviously not for me. <laughs> um, junior high though, I liked volleyball. Volleyball was fun. But then once I got into ninth grade, it was like too competitive and I'm just not, or I wasn't at the time okay. like that. I think I'm just, I'm not uh, great at team sports and better at individual sports. Um, or I guess like, you know, just by myself. Um, I loved to draw when I was a kid. I loved art. I was, it was something I was just naturally good at and kind of, that's how I spent a lot of my days or, you know, hanging out with friends, loved Barbies when I was little, loved them. It's weird because I'm not a girly girl at all, but I think it was more like the pretend aspect of it. That I like imagination. Well, you're into art and stuff, so you probably had a yeah. imagination. So, sure. I mean, it was probably the toy that was pushed towards females a lot. So, what you know, yeah, at that time, yeah, yeah. And Barbie was huge in the 80s, yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah. My older sister had Barbies, and I had uh, large size, like tall, um, gosh, Star Wars figures, I like mm-hmm. all, all of them. And every once in a while, I'd be like, where's Han Solo? Time for a rescue mission in Barbie's dream house to get Han Solo out. <laughs> you never like... up with Barbie. <laughs> were you nice to your sister's Barbies? Or did you like cut their hair? Or, like, Oh, no. Yeah, no, I wouldn't do that. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I, I, I would like, do that to my Barbies in New Jersey. They would like cut their hair, or draw all over them. I don't think so. I'd have to ask her. I don't know. She had to kick my ass. No, definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, I was, because she, or she'd go and like probably break one of my toys. So I knew sure. I, I for an eye, sibling justice was probably mm-hmm. that. So it was like, well, we'll just get Han Solo back. That's all. No, right. any other stuff. So yeah. Um, and did your parents, like, the more you drew, did they kind of say, hey, keep that up? Were they into your art? Were, supportive yeah absolutely so i just have this vivid memory of being in a pizza parlor with my dad when i was like in high school and him um he was just trying to figure out kind of like what or trying to coach me and trying to figure out like how i could go to school and what i could do in college and because i just liked to paint and he's like well you can't make any money when you paint so you could do graphic design and he like had this stick of gum like an extra stick of gum and he's like this is graphic design like you could figure out you can learn how to do this and do this as a job and I was like I mean I guess I could sure I could try that and so yeah going to to school they they always were really like really proud of all the things that I did and like let me paint all over my room when I was a kid like I had Alice in Wonderland scenes and like uh like a huge sublime sun that i had painted and like uh yeah like it's it's what i spent a lot of my time doing nice right um so uh did your did your sister influence like your musical tastes and movie tastes pop culture stuff yeah Um, absolutely my my sister totally Mm -hmm. like I probably like Prince over Michael Jackson because of my sister. Really? Yeah. Wow. I mean, okay. We liked Michael growing up. That's but, cool. Yeah. But Prince, it, we're, she highly influenced me with him. And my friends would be like, why? And I was like, he plays guitar and writes his own music. So yeah, <laughs> I just sure. phenomenal. But I was like, that's why I like it. Um, yeah. But like hip hop came along, rap music came along. My older sister really wasn't into it. And that was kind of our change where I started becoming more like independent of everything she liked. Uh, but mm-hmm. I liked like a ton of musicals um, because of her. Uh, What's your favorite? Uh, 
you know, growing up, Grease mm-hmm. was pretty good. Um, Grease 2, because I'm a glutton. I like, I might like Grease 2 a little more. Um, uh, it just Michelle Pfeiffer's out. great in that movie. What's that? She's great. Michelle Pfeiffer's oh, yeah. great in Grease 2. I actually was reading an uh, interview with her, and she was talking about how that is one of her roles that she's the most embarrassed of huh. the way that she portrayed it. So, which I, I don't but like. It's fine. It's cool. But I don't she's know like, how I can't you, sing. I can't dance. I think she did great. I don't know how you follow up Greece. Like maybe you shouldn't have made Greece too, or or like rethought. You know where you really wanted to go with this one. Um, yeah, and and I understand some cameos and stuff like that, but yeah, Greece too. Uh, there's a movie called Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Mm-hmm. Stars the Bee Gees and Peter Frampton. And they sing all the songs. The only person that talks in it is George Burns. But you okay. got like Steve Martin singing Maxwell Silver Hammer, Aerosmith singing Come Together. Wow. Um, I've never uh, heard of this before. I mean, I've a, heard of the one with the Beatles, but I've never heard of that it's one. It's a terrible before. movie. It's a okay, really, really bad movie. <laughs> Great soundtrack because, yeah. you know, okay. Peter Frampton, the Bee Gees, rocking Beatles music, but yeah. terrible movie. I think when they made Across the Universe, that that Beatles movie, I don't know if you've seen the, that. Yeah, the newer one yeah. with, uh, uh, what is that girl's name? Evan Rachel William? Oh, Rachel yeah. Williams? Yeah. yeah. That's her name? Woods. Evan, Evan Rachel Williams. Yeah, Woods. The girl yeah. that was dating Marilyn Manson and now, yeah, uh-huh. the Me Too yeah that whole thing um i think they made that movie that was more the idea they had for their music than well sergeant mm-hmm. peppers was but if you're into bad movies good soundtrack yeah i always preach that one um cool yeah what other soundtracks you get me into but that just led to like like the rent soundtrack um so musicals yeah and i'm my dad and stepmom um, had me going to more cultural stuff. Not to say my mom, my mom wasn't into it, but I'd go to plays, I'd go to symphonies, I'd go to art, you know, exhibits. Um, and I told her later in life, my stepmom, I was like, I might not appreciate it at the time, but I appreciate it now because I actually know some things and seems, and I'm I'm entertained by that kind of stuff. And I love going to like Vegas and seeing like Circus Soleil and all that. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's good. I, I've even seen Riverdance there because it's mesmerizing cool. and they're, they're, they're good at what they do. Yeah. 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 And so cool. I, it was, I definitely through the years, like growing up, I was totally all like athlete, like doing stuff like that, soccer, didn't play baseball. But to the side, I was definitely into like school plays and drama and, and stuff but it was the far second to what i my sports but mm-hmm. like i would go just enough and they'd be like oh you should be in the school play and i was like i don't have time i'm, I'm in you know football or whatever mm-hmm. and uh because that comes first and and so and it probably led to me going into like a broadcasting degree but i didn't want to be in front of the camera and mm-hmm. but i had all that in my background and I started like doing radio shows and podcasts and stuff. And I was like, well, I can draw from those experiences because um, I know what people want. I want to hear from behind the scenes and are entertained by and such. So uh, I'm glad it's panned out later in life that I was into that stuff. And I just wasn't like, no, that's not manly. I'm not going to see that play or not. And, but it's, it's that artistic mind um that lets opens you up to stuff and it sounds like oh, you yeah. have a very artistic mind and yeah well, I don't use my graphic design degree much yeah. anymore like I I don't I I tried to right out of college I got a job in a print shop and it was awful <laughs> it was like grunt work just yeah. like making logos for people that didn't care and like they just looked bad they uh it was so bad and then um uh, I moved to Denver and just got uh, a bartending gig and kind of was in that industry for a while until I got my yoga teacher training. And wow. that's kind of where, where I've gone now. And now I'm a full-time yoga teacher. So um, 
well, backtrack a little bit. What high school oh, yeah. did you go to in Cheyenne? I went to CHS. Went to Central. Central. Okay. All right. Yeah. They were the big battle for us. Why? Like through high school, they're really for good. The team. Yep. Yeah. Um, I never paid attention. I was so like not. I was like uh, hanging out with, like kids that weren't even in high school when I was in high school. Like I was in DECA. That was like the too. most. Oh, you were cool. It was fun. I liked being part of the, the marketing club. And it like, it taught me a lot about like how to sell things, which probably in turn make me, made me a really good bartender and a a server for such a long time and helped me like learn how to talk to people because all those interview skills that you did to do that. And I learned advertising BS. (laughs) Like, yeah, I'm like, that picture right there, that milk, that's glue. No milk right. like that on cereal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That scoop of ice cream, that's butter, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I wasn't very good at competitions. I just had fun, mm-hmm. social side mm-hmm. of it. Um, yeah. And also, like, oh, it's, you know, conference or nationals. It was hard to be like, oh, I'm not going because of football. I'm not going because of skiing. Oh, yeah. Had um, to choose. Yeah. Sure. Like we had a convention and I was president my senior year, but it was the same weekend as state football would have been. I oh. didn't state football one game away. And mm-hmm. I could be like, yeah, I'm in like the last second. And it was in Portland, like, like hometown. Oh. So, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I love DECA because um, moving to Laramie, I moved from like a metropolitan area, a suburb of Portland. And Laramie was so small in my eyes. And I got to see, meet other people from, around the state and not like bashing my body against them like football or ski and so it it was fun and i remember why i joined um ninth grade they had all like club people come around that were in high school like probably the president or vice president talk to each class your ninth grade civics class and i remember these two very attractive girls came in and talked about deca i had no idea what it was but i was in I'm interested. Yeah, I joined and they had graduated. They were seniors. They were not there, but the the ratio to guy to guys girl was definitely girls. I think. Um, Mm -hmm. when I was president, uh, which was the only like school office I ever held, which was interesting. I ran for deaf ones, but it was the only one. Um, my whole cabinet was all females. There's Mm -hmm. a picture exists with me and like all the females and I couldn't put on like our DECA jacket because my arms are just too big like because of football and stuff so I like mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not wearing a jacket just like a white shirt and it's mm-hmm. funny I was like that picture exists somewhere somewhere <laughs> I gotta find this because I've had a few of those people um on the podcast that were in DECA with time and everything and so Great. did you get a did you go to go to nationals did you travel yeah we um i think it was my senior yeah it was my senior year because it was the year 9 11 um we went to nationals or we placed first in state because we were in oh i can't remember the category we were in but we um we did we threw a a birthday party for the make-a-wish foundation like we did fundraiser and like did this whole thing a birthday party for a little girl with terminal cancer and like just worked really hard on it. And so we got placed first at state and then we went to nationals, which was at Salt Lake city that year, which was so like, wow, wow. Like wet blanket. Cool. But if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't, I would have never gone to like the temple and like seen like Salt Lake city or spent time there. Like it's, such a strange place. Have you ever been to Salt Lake yeah. City? Yeah. Yeah. I, interesting. Two stories from Salt Lake. Uh, I went yeah. for a concert. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Frontine Spearhead. I don't know. If, cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so my buddy and I are walking down the street. Probably looking a little rough. He's got like long hair, but I don't know. Looking like hippies. And sure. uh, this lady like did the purse thing, which took it from oh, the side was on, no, and moved it to the other side. Oh, wow. And, and we got past <laughs> and I was like, I'm like, dude, that's a first. I've never been in that situation. Like, 
I looked scary. Somebody that looks like that is more likely to ask you for a lighter than steal your purse. Yeah, and then um, we finished up the show and little, you know, intoxicated. And I remember mm -hmm. being on the corner of Temple and Temple and being like, how's this possible? Like, and there's Temple <laughs> North, East, South, but my, my drunk brain wasn't figuring that one out. It's like, how is this possible? We're just going to be walking in a circle. Like, yeah, Temple. Yeah. And the big us Temple was right there and everything. I mean, I haven't been inside or anything like that. I don't think they'll allow me such heathen. To, no, yeah. yeah. You're wearing the special underwear. You can't go in. Yeah, yeah. And like, um, I dated a Mormon in high school. And so yeah. close, was on the path, but True. didn't work out. Didn't but, do that. Yeah. Would you have? No. No. That that's where you draw the line. At you 18, I, at that time, I probably was more susceptible to any sort of re maybe religious change in my life. Mm. Um, but she dumped me because I didn't go to church. Uh, and because we we had a plan, everything, but I got hurt my senior year of skiing and uh I got healthy enough to go on a rate meet. And we didn't get back till like four or five in the morning um from a ski trip on the Sunday. I was supposed to go to church and it didn't, you know, like a week later it was over. And maybe shot the right on the wall that I probably wasn't convertible or or um maybe at that time period probably maybe the most open to it um mm -hmm. more life made me go no and yeah i took religious religious classes at the university and are like you know not religious. an objective look at it religious studies uh sure. at a bible's literature class and um mm -hmm. i've been in all sorts of denominations houses of worship and just not my thing and yeah, so, it's important to experiment with yeah. your spirituality for sure, just yeah. like anything else. Yeah, it's more fascinating to me. I love good cult yeah. stories. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, yeah, right. Religion and, goes yeah. wrong. I'm, I'll pay attention. I'm not joining. I'm all in. Let's yeah. talk about it. Let's right? talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm all about the cult stuff. My girlfriend's yeah. all about the murder shows. Oh, so yeah, murder cult. Whew. We, yeah. We, <laughs> best it's the best going yes please yes right? yes please and so <laughs> what do you think about salt lake city just rah, rah, rah. oh i thought it was the craziest place because it was the cleanest city oh, yeah. i've ever been in and it freaked me out because you know like originally from the east coast like i spent oh. a good amount of time in new york city and then denver like not that denver at even at that time was like a thriving metropolis but it's still like you know, it's yeah. not like super clean. And it just was so weird to me that Salt Lake City was so clean. Um, but it was beautiful. Like, I mean, we stayed downtown and just a bunch of high school kids walking around and I felt completely safe. And there you go. Uh, yeah, I really like the I remember the one like fun thing we were supposed to do, go to the theme park there. Uh on our first actual day there, it rained, so we couldn't go. Oh. It's like, man, oh well. But I have good memories. Like, I really got to know, like, some of the kids that were in DECA because, you yeah. know, you only like, share that school time with them or if you did um, the school store with them. Yeah. And then actually, like, spend time outside of school with them was was nice to get to know them in that way. So. Oh, yeah. All, all it was a good experience. Oh, yeah. And then I got to, like, the people I met from other uh, cities in Wyoming, I met in college because mm -hmm. we all end up at the University of Wyoming. Now, mm -hmm. right. uh, was that your first choice? Was that a like in your household? You're like, you're going to college. That was like the thing. Sort of. It was like my parents were of the mind that like, it doesn't matter what you get your degree in, you have to get your degree. And my grades were only good enough for me yeah. to get into UW. I really wanted to actually go to Front Range Community College in Colorado to right. get um, my massage therapy license, but my parent or my dad refused. He was like, I won't pay for that. I'll only oh. pay for a four-year school. So so I went to UW and <laughs> probably wasted a bunch of his money anyway. <laughs> well... Thanks, mom yeah. and dad, for my education. But yeah, I'm yeah, right. I know. Every time, like my my son needs me to draw something for him, or like we're like just doing something creative, yeah. and I'm like, 
that's really good. I'm like, yeah, parents paid a bunch of money for me to be able to draw that for you guys. So thank you, uh, grandma and grandpa. <laughs> similar story. My dad got like a video camera one Christmas and uh, he was shooting video all over the place. And I was like, we watched some of it and I was like, I'm going to throw up. Like this is rough. Just like. All over the place. And so I go shoot, I go shoot the video and we watch it and he's like, wow, this is really good. And I was like, hey, thanks for paying for my education. He was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's what I did for those years. And yeah, totally. <laughs> I mean, I built my website and I've yeah. done like some freelance stuff, but it's like every time I do it, it just drives me crazy. Like I can't. I'm so much better with like hands on stuff than on the computer screen. It's, I'm just not really like technologically savvy. And I did, I did run a social media channel for about a year. So for like a professional business, yeah. but it still like was very soul sucking and yeah. yeah, I'm, I'm good on that. Yeah. Oh, I mean, Hey, uh, technology is not for everyone. I, I work in it. Don't love it. It's just, I'd rather be making, you know, videos and shooting video and and using that but uh mm -hmm. turns out you know fixing technology pays more and sure. so um, you follow the money but um yeah so I, yeah i started off you know radio shows on radio stations and the radio now we own half radio station and it's podcast so i could actually use what i learned from college mm -hmm. and such um i don't know what the podcast i always thought about it so I listened to a lot of them. I was mostly into interview style podcasts for a while, celebrity stuff. Now I listen to a bunch of murder stuff. And yeah. uh, um, I was like, yeah, I'm going to do it. And my first, my plan was to go around the United States, maybe the world, and just interview my friends, do the same format, but just put a mic in front of you, actually show up and talk about it, maybe see wherever you live and all that. And uh, first interview face to face then covid hit and um i had this medium i'd worked at zoom for a long time i'd managed video conferencing for a long time so i was very familiar with it and so i was oh, like good. i'll just get people on zoom and yeah. and i get to i get to talk to good friends once a week during a time period where it was really hard to uh talk mm -hmm. to anybody because the air was scary yeah. and yeah. Uh, and so uh, I still have intentions of taking the podcast on the road, but man, it's nice to do it from my house and the company yeah. of my of studio. Yeah. 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 But some, or have people over here, um, moved into a new house a few months ago and um, it's bigger. My studios, lots better where the location's at, where I do everything is kick ass. So I was like, I could totally have people in the studio and do interviews this way. Um, but that'd probably encourage like drinking during the podcast and being crazy, not as controlled. And I've had people drink during the podcast, which is all good with me. Um, I, I don't do it as much. I've tried it, but then I, by the end of the podcast, I'm like slurry and not being a very good host. Ramble kind on. Of like yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you go through college, mm -hmm. uh, you get your, um, design. What was your degree? It was in graphic design. Graphic design. Yeah. So you get a graphic design degree. Mm -hmm. Then what? What's up? Where you go? What are you doing? Um, oh yeah, I got a um, I got a job in Denver at oh. Lodos. You're familiar with yes. that? Yeah. yeah. I worked at the one in Westminster for about okay. four years um, as a bartender, and like that's a beast of a place to bartend. Um, yeah. And then uh, I decided to get into fine dining sort of like through the back door. I started, I helped open Vesper Bar that's downtown. It took over the Lancer Lounge. Do oh. you know of the bar? It's like one of the more famous like dive bars in Denver. It was. And then um, Frank Bonanno of Bonanno Concepts, uh, he it was on this little block that he like owned all of the restaurants on. And so he bought it and I helped open it as the manager. Wow. And then I pivoted to fine dining to his Italian fine dining restaurant across the alley. 
and did that for a very short amount of time and then decided to move to LA and um, got a job at an Italian fine dining restaurant in downtown LA. Why LA? <laughs> My sister was living there. Uh, okay. And Denver, when I was living in Denver, it was too familiar to Wyoming. Like I had actually, when I moved to Denver, I um, got sober and like stopped drinking completely, even though I was a bartender right. and found yoga and was just really focusing on like my mental health and emotional health and physical health. Um, and then when I, I actually moved, I was living in Westminster technically, but then I moved to downtown and when I started to get into fine dining, they like wanted me to taste all these wines. And so like, I started to slowly get back into yeah. drinking and I started to get into bad habits that I was trying to get away from. And yeah. so um, it was like, I got to get out of here. Like Denver's too similar and it's too like easy to fall back into those bad habits. And so my sister was living in LA in um, East LA and I just abandoned ship and just went for it. So, oh. Hey, yeah. Mm -hmm. Change of scenery. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. I, I got out of Laramie right out of college. I went to New York, which I'd worked at a summer camp in upstate mm -hmm. New York and I ended up working at a TV station on Long Island. I knew people out there. So it wasn't like, Hey, I can go to New York. And yeah. uh, I realized I was like, Oh, well, working in TV news was brutal. Mm -hmm. um, There's some fun parts. Some definitely good experience in New York, but I worked there during nine 11. So news was oh, yeah crazy. That's and uh, on top of the already crazy that goes on in New York. Um, right. So uh, some things I was married and uh, we were going through issues and ended up getting like divorced. Um, mm -hmm. And so I came back to Wyoming for a job and, uh, but it was a good, like, I get it why people move from the East coast to the West, uh, not the other way around. Yeah. Um, I became like a hard person. Uh, I didn't quite pick up the accent. Uh, I used to say long Island really badly. I say it like <laughs> Long Island, like uh, but when someone tells me the city, that's the only city I think of. Is oh, for sure. Yeah. And the island yeah. is Long Island. It's the only island I think of. There's tons out there, but yeah, yeah. you get it. Jersey says, feels the same way. It's just, oh, other. yeah. Oh my gosh. It's the worst. And yeah. my accent comes back full swing if I go back to New oh. Jersey for a little while. It's like, but it'll only come back until I'm like back home for like a day. And then it's like, okay, what am I doing? Like I cleanse yeah. myself of, oh, yeah. of New Jersey. Like the TV station I worked at, they were like, you sound funny. And I go, no, you sound funny. <laughs> You're like, the one. Yeah. And they're like, no way. And I go watch the nightly news. Right. And I was like, Tom Brokaw, Peter Jennings, all these guys from, Nebraska, North Dakota, Kansas. All right. They all sound like us. And I mm -hmm. was like, listen to them and then come back to me and tell me if I talk funny. Cause that's the nightly news. That's someone that has talked to the nation, not some right. local report. So they come back and they're like, oh yeah, we do talk funny. I was like, I told you. <laughs> and even the real, like real good people with dialect can't pick it up. Like they'll talk to me and like my best friend and he's Laramie, like born and raised. And he was like, you guys sound a little different. And I was like, yeah, I don't quite have the Wyoming draw. I'm more West Coast dude than I am dude on the range. And yeah. so they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> and I go, and I lived in New York for a little bit. So um, mm -hmm. I'll throw you off. I, I'm not a local. I mean, I live in Wyoming the bulk of my life, but I don't sound like a Wyoming person most right. of the time. And yeah. there are people like, what do Wyoming people sound like? Oh, there's a draw and there's, depending how mm -hmm. rural you get, yeah, it depends on where, like, yeah. to say, like, Crick instead of Creek. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My dad does that. Oh, yeah. That's funny. Yeah. I remember actually, like, driving out to Wyoming from New Jersey, and my dad was, like, telling us about Wyoming. And he's like, we're moving to a place where they say, like, Crick instead of Crick or, or Crick instead of Creek and, and Fur instead of Fire. And, oh, my like, God. <laughs> just, you know, the most uh cliche things yeah. about wyoming accents but i don't really find it that much out there 
you know, like, yeah, I guess if you're like really in the middle of nowhere, but people are just weird if they're really in the middle. Oh, of nowhere. yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of moving to Laramie, uh, the week mm-hmm. before I moved to Laramie on Saturday Night Live, I still can't find the sketch. It was, wait, it might be on YouTube somewhere. It's called Laramie Vice. And oh, really? About Old West, like Wild Bill and and then uh, Custer and stuff. But it's, mm-hmm. you know, themed around Miami Vice. And so my friends and I are watching. They're like, you're moving there. There's no streets. It's an old, like, 13. I should have known better. But I was like, oh, my God. I'm moving to the Old West. <laughs> Even though my right. stepdad had been here like a year. Making mm-hmm. sure he was he was working at the university, making sure everything was like okay and all that, and mm-hmm. so we get here and I'm like, oh no, there's streets, and so now I'm the one that defends. Like, do you have electricity in Laramie? I'm like, yes. Oh, you ride your horse to school? Yeah. <laughs> like, and the, the summer camp kids were the worst because they're New York kids, and oh, sure. I'd be like, all right, I've had enough of this one. You know where Denver is, Colorado? And they're like, yeah. And I was like, all right, we fly to Denver. We drive our cars to the Wyoming border, park our cars, huge parking lot, but there's huge stables. So I get on my horse and I ride into Laramie right. and they're like, no way. And I'm like, absolutely no way like that. <laughs> and I would show them pictures of Laramie. Like, you know, it could look well, back then we didn't have cell phones. So I like had hard copy stuff and I'd be like, yes, look, a street apartment complexes. Like, yeah, yeah lights. we're normal. All right. Yeah. Yeah, and so, but yeah, it was it was uh, it was definitely culture shock. And if you I would heard stories from my dad, I would be like, oh my god! But you guys moved to like Cheyenne, right, right off the bat? Yeah, the yeah. biggest part of Wyoming, biggest city. Still yeah, but it was still. I remember we lived on this hill. Like we moved into this house. Uh, it was like the most extravagant house, and I don't even understand why my dad picked that one to move into but it was just like the gaudiest decorated house like I, my parents bedroom was like the color peach <laughs> and it had this holographic peach wallpaper and like a black marble sunken bathtub in the middle of the the room like it was like straight wow. out of the late 50s. yeah and like the kitchen had like a pop-up blender where you like pushed a button where it was like this super like mid-century modern kitchen wow. and then like cabinets like wrote it was wild like why well, was like where did we move and then the view though was beautiful you could see like the whole city of Cheyenne because we were up on this hill uh-huh. and I remember being like where are all the trees because in New Jersey it's nothing but tree like where we lived we lived in North Jersey and right by a state park and it was beautiful and trees everywhere in the woods and then when we moved there, that was like the biggest thing for me where I was like, where are the trees? Like, oh. And now like, and it's kind of funny because when I moved to LA, I like couldn't see the horizon anymore. And that's what like was the culture shock for me where I was like, I want to see the sunset and I can only see it if I look straight up and like, yeah. So oh yeah, I'm, in, I'm back in the trees yeah. <laughs> full circle. Yeah. It- I remember driving back to Laramie from New York and like the planes opened up and I was like, and then I started seeing the Rockies and I was like, Oh, home, not the big <laughs> skyscraper. Not so, I mean, I lived on long Island for the most part, but it was still urban sprawl. Um, True. But there was four seasons. That was, mm-hmm. um, so I saw them all, but I mean, where I lived, we had a bunch of trees around us and it was a pretty cool neighborhood. Um, mm-hmm. But behind those trees was just urban sprawl of stuff and um yeah like and so to get back and i was like oh it's great and but yeah i always thought i'd end up back in oregon but i didn't because i well followed the job but i was like every time i visit it's like six days of overcast and or rain and one day of nice stuff except for in the summers beautiful oh yeah it's gorgeous but I, i go i like Wyoming, I see the sun all all the time. Even when it gets cloudy for a couple of days here, I'm like, my mental state goes a little odd because I'm like, ah, it's just so depressing, and just yeah. can't bring myself coming to go back to mm-hmm. Northwest. Love it, my roots, the people out there. Weird is all. Sure. I love them. 
Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. But I just don't know if I see myself living there any anytime. I don't blame you. Yeah. It's hard to get rid to get used to no sun. Like it was hard to move from LA. Well, we were living in LA and then moved to Oregon when the pandemic okay. started. We oh. were on the Oregon coast. Oh, yeah. So it was beautiful, but it was really hard like to not see the sun. I remember just like running for the sun last year, like when it would break through the clouds, like we got 15 minutes, let's go. There's the sun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what made you go down the path of yoga? Like being an instructor? Um, to be an instructor? Well, I mean, you got, got you into doing yoga and led to. Yeah. Um, honestly, like what got me started, I moved back to my parents' house for a year after I graduated college. And joined a women's only gym and was like, okay, I'm going to lose some weight. I'm going to get in shape and do this and that and the other thing. And I remember seeing a flyer and it was like hot yoga. So I was like, okay, I've wanted to try yoga. I'll go check it out. And I remember like I went into the Zumba room and it's like a bunch of like heat lamps and this girl teaching maybe three or four of us. And it was super awkward and uncomfortable and I had no idea what I was doing, but I loved it. And so, um, I, it actually inspired me to break up with the guy that I was dating and move to Denver. And cause I was like, this is not what I want. He like, bless his heart. He like me, like asked me to move in with him and gave me like the cheesiest piece of jewelry. And I was just like, you don't know me at all. Um, like I can't, I can't do this. I'm sorry. Uh, but yeah, so I moved to Denver and, um, didn't really know a whole lot of people down there and ended up hanging out with a friend friend's little sister and she was really into yoga and um I went to a few classes with her and uh I started going to a hot yoga studio that was right down the street from my house just because I loved it I loved the way it made me feel it helped me kind of like work through a bunch of stuff I was trying to do uh, or trying to you know like emotional stuff and anger issues uh and so that I would usually drown out with alcohol or pot and so it just helped me kind of get sober and under like start to figure out like what I wanted with my life and what I wanted to do and I actually teach a very niche or is it niche or niche i'm so confused still on how you would say that word i think you're right it's both it's both (laughs) okay (laughs) depends on what yep um the type of yoga i teach is very niche so it's um i went to it's called forest yoga and i went to a class in denver at samadhi yoga shout out to samadhi love that place and it was so incredibly different and it made me feel amazing. Like yoga makes you feel good, but like yeah. forest yoga is like getting a full body massage and it was still challenging and like um, interesting and I loved it. So uh, stayed practicing for a while while I lived in Denver, like three years, pretty, pretty religiously, I'd say like four to five times a week. And then when I moved to LA, I actually lived five minutes away from one of the only studios in that side of town that had forest yoga. So I continued my practice, kept going. And then I read the creator's um, book on a forest book. And was like, this is what I want to do. I want to do, I want to be a teacher. And cause it like changed my life. And it was like, I want to help people change their lives too. Yeah. So and I want to bring this like healing modality of, of movement to people. And so, yeah, I also uh, started dating my husband, my now husband yeah. at that point in time. So I remember like on, on one of our first couple of dates, it was like, this is what I want to do. And you're not going to hold me back from that. And he was like, why would I do that? So, oh. yeah. So, yeah, here we are. <laughs> Seven years or so eight eight years later actually coming up on being together for eight years so. and do you guys have a kid child we have one Why yeah not? we have we have a, a six-year-old i'm actually 34 weeks pregnant as well uh, congrats yeah 
Thanks. And uh, he has a son from a previous marriage okay. too, that is part of the reason why we live in Washington as well. Trying uh, to keep the unit yeah, together. Definitely. Yeah. Well, I know we're short on time, but I have one last question for you. Sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, since the show's called All My Friends with Justin Flaskrud, how'd we meet? How'd we become friends? To your best Love record. Joys. Yes. Love Joys, for sure. It was one of my first serving jobs that I got fired from. Oh. <laughs> and, but you were the DJ there. And yes. yeah, I don't even remember like the specific day or like the the time around it. But yeah, like you, you would always play the songs that I drunkenly would request. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think I remember having conversations with you because you were from Jersey. Yeah. And I yeah. wasn't too far removed from my New York thread. years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. We totally have the city talk and the island talk. and the Yeah, that because that's when the Giants were like a, a kind of on a winning streak and went oh, to the yeah. Super Bowl. And oh, I yeah. would wear Giants gear. Yeah. Like I pretending, I, I'm going to be honest, I was pretending to care about football. <laughs> you right. know yeah talk to boys yes oh yeah have something to talk to my dad about <laughs> when i lived in new york uh well new york on um, long island it was definitely the jets uh, oh yeah i covered them in sports when i covered for our sports videographer um i'm a niners fan so i would i was like that would be like i the, my my thing with uh, giants and jets fans i was like new york huh where do they play again <laughs> they'd be like new jersey and i was like well why aren't they the new jersey giant and they'd get all bent out of shape and i'm like yeah they sure. should be they play yes. at the meadowlands like they should be yeah <laughs> and i'm like the only team that plays in new york that is a new york team is the buffalo bills they actually play in new york it's almost canada but they play in new york they do yeah. they do absolutely yeah. i do have a little bit of extra time i wanted to tell you i've okay. like extra minutes so if you okay. want to continue we can yes oh. yeah my oh. my husband agreed to do early bedtime stuff so i don't have to uh-huh yeah so, okay well then how'd you guys meet you and your husband now at the italian restaurant i actually oh. got a job at in yes. la um he okay so this, this yeah. is before we started dating we have been working together for almost a year but he was one of the managers there. Um, but when we started dating, he had actually like gone back to just being a captain server. Uh -huh. um, so not like I was dating my boss. Uh -huh. um, but yeah, he, uh, he actually wanted to take me on a date and I was seeing somebody at the time. So I had to turn him down, even though I wanted to go on a date with him. Mm. But You're not that knows. Girl. <laughs> but, yeah but i was actually dating the manager of the restaurant at the time <laughs> i know scandal yeah. but I, it wasn't serious because like a week or two later it ended and then he found out that i was like officially single and asked me again it's like yeah i'll go out with you so um and yeah the rest is is history so it was sparks from the beginning uh sort yeah. of like I, I thought he he was attractive when yeah. we first started but he was still kind of going through his divorce oh. um of sorts like it was kind of on the tail end he was like still processing it a little mm. bit um and and figuring out things so uh yeah but then when we started dating it was i was like pretty much like are you sure you're you're cool everything's like you're done with that and he's like oh yeah we're we're done like just we just talked because of my son and so yeah and then we weren't together that long until um i got pregnant with our son about six months later so, uh -huh. but we had actually talked about having kids and like knew that we were for each other like it was like we were inseparable from the moment we started dating so so that was a good happy surprise. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It was, and I found out I was pregnant when I was doing my yoga teacher training. It was like the most intense 28 days of my life in Portland, actually. Right. And two weeks in, I found out I was pregnant. And I was like, okay, this is a different experience than I was expecting. <laughs> and but. I kind of seen stuff about it, but pregnant yoga. 
Is there? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Teaching. I teach prenatal yoga as well as forest yoga, but actually the style or the approach of prenatal is kind of like a sister style of Mm -hmm. forest yoga because it was created by one of the senior teachers of forest yoga. So um, it goes hand in hand. Definitely. Now that we have a little more time, what is forest yoga? I mean, it sounds like you should be in a forest. Like, right. I know. Yeah. Um, it, that's what people say. They're like, Oh, like in the trees. I'm like, no, I mean, although that would be cool yeah. if we ever wanted to do that, we could do that. Um, but so it's named after the woman that created it on a forest um, and it's known for its intensity and cause it's a lot of like inversions going upside down um and just like really 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 advanced poses like you can take it as far as you can pretty much um and it's known also like for helping people it's kind of like whatever you want it to be it's like if you if you're injured forest yoga is great for you if you're like um I don't know if you're trying to like recover from addiction forest yoga is great for you. It's like, there's like, it's pretty much like good for everybody. Cause there's certain styles of yoga. I'm not saying that like they're bad or anything, but like mm-hmm. you have to be physically able to do it. And yes. whereas like forest yoga is really, um, able to modify you can down level at any point in time, any, anything. And like the teacher's, are known to be able to help anybody you like every forest yoga class is an all level class. You can be it's okay. your first time yoga, or it's like your fifth time or like your 50th time doing yoga and you'll get something out of the class. So, yeah. And that's, so you, that's the short end of the story. Okay. Uh, you, you, and you have your, a studio there. Mm. No, it's not mine. Okay. I teach. There. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's, I don't know if I'll ever own a studio. It's a lot of work. Yeah. Um, but I have a, have a pretty, it's growing a pretty good private practice. And um, I also do body work and energy work. And I'm actually also going to school for astrology at this mo- moment in time. Oh, wow. yeah. Do you, do you uh, do online trainings and, and stuff with yoga or? Not um, I'm actually not online. Well, like, uh, like I do trainings yeah. or I take trainings. Oh, yeah. Probably both. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I take online trainings. Okay. I've done a lot actually since COVID. It's oh, been yeah. nice to be able to kind of like juggle that. But yeah, I'm doing an online school right now for astrology. Okay. Um, but I am a part of the teacher training at my yoga studio where I teach at this year. So I, I'm teaching the anatomy portion of it. Oh, and pregnancy modifications. <laughs> so, oh, and hand this, yeah. And what? I'm sorry, cut up. Hand this too, because okay. that—that's the other thing. Forest yoga—it's like really intelligent hands-on assist. So it's like okay. to be more helpful in the pose instead of like, you know, hurting people or not saying that like assist hurt people, but that's kind of I it, did it can yeah. So. Um, astrology class yeah mm-hmm. is, it, is it a full program or is it just like it is crazy? yeah i'm in year one right now i hope to go through um the whole program it's through uh someone i actually was recommended by a therapist i was seeing at the beginning of covid and uh i like checked out his youtube channel and i was like oh yeah this guy could be cool and then I kind of forgot about him until last summer and I found him again. And I was like, oh, this actually really clicks with how I my like point of view in life uh-huh. right now. Uh, and then he does a like, um, what is it called? Like, it, it's for, what is it called? I can't remember. Oh, pregnancy brain is a real thing. Doesn't matter. All right. But. So I applied for his scholarship program and, uh, oh, need-based. Yes. Need-based scholarship. So, uh, cause I was like, oh, but I'm pregnant and it's pretty much just like what you can pay. And okay. cause he doesn't want astrology to be this thing that only the rich can afford or only the privileged can afford. So 
it's nice that I was able to, to do it that way, but it's three hours a week. And it's like a really intense zoom session where it's just like throwing information at you for oh. three, three hours. And so I take like the whole week to unpack it and <laughs> hope that I understand it by the end of the week. Sometimes I don't, but um, yeah, it's ancient astrology with nightlight astrologer. If you're interested in looking up. Huh. So he's interesting when, when it's all said and done, what, what, what do you get at? What, will you be able to give people readings? Um, is it more just for your own interests? Yeah. I want to give people readings. It's okay. It's, I mean, I want to be able to teach yoga as long as I can, but I know that there's an end game or at least like I won't cause teaching there, there are people I know like girls in their twenties that like teach 12 classes a week. And I just can't do that with a family and yeah. I'm, 38 like it's just I, it's not in the cards for me to be able to do that but like private students are awesome and I have a good amount of private students but to be able to kind of just like do all these different things I think will only help me in the end to be like uh to make a lucrative career yeah <laughs> of so yeah. yeah well I have, I have more questions so cool. I want to thank you for giving me the time and being on the show. Yeah, it was fun to catch up and tell you all about what I've been up to and hear about your life a little bit more in detail, too. I want to thank Jenna for being on the show and say congrats again to her for the new baby on the way now folks i might have to get a reading from jenna when she gets done with her astrology training on to the next episode all my friends all my friends all my friends with justin flaskerud All my friends, all my friends, all my friends with Justin Flaskerud.